This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good evening, everyone, and welcome in to the Holy Grail Banks. It is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Good crowd on hand here tonight. Thank you for being here on a... Not so baseball-like weather day, but it's a big old hang with them, and we're going to talk a lot of nuts and bolts of Reds baseball over the next hour. We've got some special guests in the house. Uh, first up will be Assistant General Manager Sam Grossman, and then from MLB.com, Mark Sheldon will join us in the second half of the show. And you can be a part of the show as well. Our phone number is 513 749 1360. I am Jim Day in the chair tonight and uh, glad to be along for the ride because a week from tomorrow it's the Reds Caravan which will head out north, south, east and west and you know that spring training is right around the corner when the Reds Caravan uh, embarks and we'll talk about that later coming up as well. But first let's welcome in, he is a guy that works hand in hand side by side with the President of Baseball Operations Dick Williams and General Manager Nick Crawl. He is Assistant General Manager Sam Grossman. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Got to tell you this trade, uh, we keep talking about the trade with the Dodgers, how it really infused some energy into the fan base and that energy you can still feel it. Did it inject some energy in the front office? Yeah, it was it was fun to work on, and you know, got to give Nick all the credit on that one. He was working the phones for a month straight, probably even more. Um, yeah, just we we've been on the lookout for impact players, and we think we got a bunch of them in this trade. You know, it wasn't fun to give up the young guys that we did, but the fact that we could make it make it work within our budget—not to talk about the boring part of it—but um, to get to get guys that are really going to change the lineup, change the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. As a whole, you know, being able to fix a team or help the team on both sides of the ball with impact, that's what was exciting about it for and us. Speaking of that budget, um, Dick Williams had talked about having some money to spend in the offseason and even after the trade saying publicly, we're not done. Um, I know that the the baseball world as far as transactions kind of slowed down a little bit. It always does over the holiday period. Uh, but does that still stand that you are not done and you still have some money to perhaps spend if the deal is right. Yeah, we do. We're, we're still trying to make the team better um, any way we can, whether that's another trade, um, going out and, and being smart on the free agent market. Um, we, we do still have some flexibility, we think, in a lot of different ways. With some money, we still like the depth in our farm system and, um, you know, in terms of being able to manipulate the roster. But, yeah, I mean – I said this the other day, we, we feel good about where the lineup is. Um, but if we can keep getting better, keeping runs off the board, whether it's starters, relievers, defense, any, any way we can to keep sort of fitting that equation together. Are you guys still kicking the tires on pretty much uh, every position? Uh, if you're going to list your priorities, I'm sure it would be starting pitching and maybe the bullpen. Um, center field remains perhaps a question. Are you guys still kicking the tires everywhere? Yeah, we are. It sounds like a cliche probably, but we really are, you know, 
talking about talking to every team, talking to all the agents, um, just trying to not close ourselves off in any direction. Um, so, you know, it, like I said, it's a pretty generic answer, but it's true that any way that we can score more runs or prevent more runs, we're looking to do mm -hmm. that. And so we're, we're trying to be uh, open-minded about it. If we went to the season right now, in which we don't, so this is a very hypothetical question and uh, one that I'm sure that you guys hate because there's a long way to go uh, as far as the offseason goes and making transactions. But right now, who would, who would play center field for this club? Yeah, I, I think we want to get into spring and, and see what it looks like. We have guys that we do think are athletic enough to play out there. Um, you know, we're, we're still on the lookout for, you know, you might want a guy to finish out a game mm -hmm. in the eighth and ninth inning. Um, maybe not an everyday guy, but, you know, we think all of the guys that have played out there in the past, whether that's Shebler, Puig, you know, we want to get a look at Sinzel. Um, Irvin has done it a lot in the minor mm -hmm. leagues, so I'm probably forgetting someone, but, you know, all those guys, we want to put them out there in spring and see what it looks like and, you know, really let, let the staff, the scouts, the front office evaluate from there. Has there been um, a lot of talk, and maybe this is a better question for the, the coaching staff and the manager, uh, talk with Yasiel Puig about uh, the expectations of this season and perhaps he might be called upon to play center field? Has that dialogue gone on with him? Yeah, I know David has touched base with him a couple times. You know, he's got a relationship with Turner already. That was probably more on the offensive side. Mm -hmm. But um, really, David, David's gotten together with his staff really right after the winter meetings and they've been going at it hard the whole time since. So it's not just that, but they're really thinking through every aspect of the season. And so um, th that's one of many discussions that are happening at, at the moment, you know, telling guys what they, what we expect from them to prepare for the season, mm -hmm. um, where we think there's areas that they can improve. Um, probably not quite talking about roles yet because you need to right. see how spring training plays mm -hmm. out with health and everything, but it's really about what we what the expectations are for them to come in and then, you know, ways that we can try to keep getting them better as well. Last offseason, it was really slow as far as free agents and the signing of free agents, and there were a lot of people that were available, I mean, deep into spring training. Um, even though there might be a, a few more here and there signings this offseason, it's still very slow. Why do you think that is, and is, is it still a domino effect where you're waiting for Harper and Machado and and Keuchel to sign, and then it's a domino effect. Why do you think the market is so slow second year in a row? Good question. Um, I don't want to talk about any individuals, um, but, you know, I think it's just because I, I think teams just kind of value all aspects of what they have in terms of their assets, whether it's not wanting to give up a draft pick, whether it's the 40-man spots that they have, whether you know, obviously the money mm -hmm. that they're, you know, pushing up to any limits they might have or anything like that. I, I don't think it's any one factor. I really think that it's just how how it's kind of evolved. And, you know, you saw it took a little while, but a bunch of guys signed and a bunch of guys got good deals by February at right. the end of last year. You know, I, I think there's no pressure from teams to go out and just jump on a guy. I don't know why that would have changed from the past, but um, I, I think teams just aren't as uh, – they're not trying to go out and make that big splash right. right on November 1st or anything like that anymore. Could this be favorable for a market like Cincinnati where you've got so many free agents available and maybe guys aren't going to make as, uh, 
you know, get the five-year deals, four-year deals. Uh, you're seeing more one- and two-year deals. Could that work in the favor of a mid-to-small market team? Yeah. Um, the only thing is that I think everyone's doing it. You know, yeah. and any, anyone that's out there that's a good deal, you know, the Yankees or Dodgers aren't going to not sign a guy just because they have more money. So right. I think you're always competing, especially when it gets down to the end and, and guys are getting squeezed. It probably makes those guys more valuable when they come around and are ready to sign because who wouldn't want a guy on a discount, you know? And right. so, um, but it, it, it definitely keeps more guys in play that maybe wouldn't have been when you were looking at it two or three years ago, you know? And so we, you know, we're happy to have gotten some of the guys that we've gotten we'll, and other teams have done it as well. So it's just about being aggressive all the way through, even into spring training and identifying the guys that we liked early on and monitoring we all stay in touch with the agents. We've kind of split them up throughout the off season. And so really just keeping on and staying in contact and, and being ready to jump when a, de when a deal comes up. We're talking to the assistant general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Mr. Sam Grossman. Again, uh, you can get your question in. Phone lines are open at 513-749-1360. 513-749-1360. And we will talk about... Um, some analytics coming up, uh, the Major League coaching staffs. You also uh, announced some non-roster invitees today and uh, some minor league coaches. So a lot to talk about with Sam Grossman. Mark Sheldon from MLB.com is ahead as well. We can pick his brain. You are listening to the Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks. We're presented by Budweiser and UDF back after this. Red's Hot Stove League is back live from the Holy Grail Banks. We are presented by Budweiser and UDF. Live crowd on hand here tonight. We appreciate everyone being here. I'm Jim Day. We're talking with Assistant General Manager Sam Grossman. And the phone lines are, the number is 513-749-1360. And we've got a couple people on the line uh, wanting to talk to Sam Grossman. First, we'll go to Steve in Cincinnati. Steve, how you doing tonight? So I just have a question. I, to get like a guy like Keuchel, what's four to five years? Is that a little reluctant after what happened with Homer Bailey on trying to get a big time deal with that many years that what he's asking for? Um, I, I know you said you didn't want to talk about individual players in free agency, which I understand, uh, which is a standard line for a front office. But let's just say player A. Um, Looking okay, at five-year deals for starting pitching, uh, what's the philosophy of this front office right now going forward? Yeah, and I, you know, want to apologize up front. I can't comment on any individual players that yeah. are free agents right now, but um, it, it's a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, if, you know, if, if you have a guy that comes out and he's a young guy and he's healthy, you're going to evaluate that differently than someone that's had injuries in the past and is, you know, a little bit older or has a bunch of miles on his arm. So – not to be too vague, but it really is a case-by-case -case basis. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have any set protocols in place that we can't go to a certain number or anything like that. Um, you just need to evaluate them, what, what the analytics think, what the scouts think, you know, what your staff thinks about how he fits into the, into the culture and everything, and, and really just take it from there. Steve, appreciate your call, and we're going to move on to Charles, who wants to talk about the infield. Chuck, what's happening? Hello, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I just wondering how you felt about the infield in general. Um, I know I think that's the strongest part of our team. I mean, as a collection, 
as far as offense and defense. Uh, mainly Suarez, do you think he can uh, repeat his numbers from last year as an all-star, maybe work maybe better those numbers? And, and maybe just real quick on trading Scooter, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pumped about the infield specifically, but the offense as a whole. I mean, we, we feel like as of right now, we have 10 or 11 guys that can contribute offensively. And so it's not just the individuals. You mentioned Suarez. We, we think he's obviously going to keep just getting better and better on both sides of the ball. But, um, you know, having that depth where you can, you can mix and match lineups if someone gets hurt, you can just plug someone in because we have guys with flexibility as well. So we feel really good about where we're at on the offensive side of the ball right now. Appreciate your call. Uh, new coaching staff, that always infuses some uh, excitement as well. New regime taking over under David Bell, uh, new pitching coach, new hitting coach, etc. cetera. Um, how excited are you about this staff? And since they've been named, how much have they been involved with you guys? We're, we're beyond thrilled with the staff that we've been able to put together. I don't think starting the offseason we could have pictured, uh, you know, getting half the guys that we did. Um, it, it's been great. Not that we've had a bunch of group interactions, but like I said earlier, they're, they've been working very, very hard on just getting themselves together, prepping. They did a, a whole off-site session um, right after the winter meetings for themselves. Um, the, the best thing that I think has been a surprise to us is they've challenged us in terms of, you know, new teaching methods, new technologies that they're bringing to the table. And, um, you know, that was one of the things we were really excited about bringing guys in from a bunch of different organizations. Yeah. Um, some Winning organizations at that, too. Winning ones, but ones that are progressive, ones that do it more traditionally, mm -hmm. um, different, different ballparks, different, you know, veteran aspects of the teams they've been on. So it, it's, it's a big variety. You know, it's a really diverse group, and it seems like they're – meshing really well together too and they're great to talk to yeah so we're it it's been a it's been really fun so far we're talking with assistant general manager sam grossman i know you are very heavily into the analytics side um do you feel like with this new staff that you can now take that to the next level you everyone has the information uh i'm not sure that the information completely made it to the field in, in the past i'm that's just me looking from afar and close up, do you think we can take it to the next level? I think we can. And honestly, I always think that – I think we've always had a good interaction. And there have been a lot of things that we've translated really well in the past. Um, I, th I think the couple things we're excited about now is, like I was saying before, we're getting challenged by them to think about things differently. Um, we've been able, thanks to ownership and Dick and Nick, being able to continue to add resources, whether it's personnel, technology – um, you know, new, new types of data feeds that we get and that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, we're excited to, to keep adding. And uh, really, the other thing is the continuity from the majors down to the minors. Mm -hmm. um, we've always had an analytics presence on both sides, but um, sort of connecting all those three together, the front office with the analytics side, the major league staff, all the minor league coaches, and really getting a – a full continuity top to bottom of when you draft a player, develop him all the way through, and when he's ready to come to the big leagues, um, having that all dovetail together is another thing we're really excited about going forward. Looking forward to it. You guys uh, announced a, a number of non-roster invitees today. I'm sure this list will grow, uh, headlined by some of your top prospects, Nick Sinzel, 
Um, Taylor Trammell, T.J. Friedel on that list. Um, beyond those guys, are there there's some guys that we should keep an eye on, the, of the, the guys that, that were listed today? Yeah, you know, there were a couple guys. Uh, first of all, it, you know, it's always exciting to be able to bring your own guys to camp. It means yeah. that you've got prospects in the upper minors that right. are ready to contribute. Um, so, you know, the guys that you mentioned, we're excited that we don't feel like it was just a gift to them. They earned it, and, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to see them contributing sooner rather than later. Um, a couple of the other guys we were excited where we did some roster manipulation with Gratterall and Jordan Patterson where they were on for a minute. Right. And now we have them. We think those guys, you know, are good depth pieces. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then a, a guy like um, Bass, who we were able to sign. Anthony was, Bass, yeah. He was good in the big leagues for the Cubs last year. You know, he had success in Asia a couple of years ago. We, we had seen him over there. And so he's someone that, you know, at some point could be up and, and contributing. You never know. A lot of talk about Nick Senzel, and I'm sure you're probably sick of this question. We're going to ask it for this audience. Um, tried him uh, at least. We saw him at shortstop in, in spring camp last year. Uh, now getting some time in Arizona in the outfield. Um, will he have a legitimate shot to make this club um, in center field? Or what do you see the future for Nick Senzel, at least the immediate future in 2019? Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to him where he's athletic and he's got really good baseball instincts and he's got a really good feel to hit. And so that allows him to to be put out in a bunch of different places and, and succeed, you know, as he's been coming up through the minors. So he's going to come into spring and um, kind of see where he fits in. It, mm -hmm. it goes back to the fact that I think we're, we've gotten away now from having – maybe seven or eight guys that are in the lineup every day where we think that depth and the flexibility is a huge positive. And you've seen it with some of the playoff teams over the past couple of years. It really makes it a team aspect and it makes the team as a whole better. Right. Absolutely. Sam Grossman, we appreciate you being here. I know it's a busy off season, a busy time. There's really not an off season anymore. That's what my uh, wife for, says. For you guys. I'm sure she does. Thanks a lot for being here. We really appreciate it. Give it up for Sam Grossman, everyone. Thank you. Coming up, we are going to grill Mark Sheldon, and I mean big-time grill Mark Sheldon from MLB.com. You can ask him a question at 513-749-1360, 513-749-1360. When we return on the Red's Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Back on the Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. In a moment, we'll be picking the brain of Mark Sheldon from MLB.com. You can do so at 513-749-1360. Tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, it is the Reds' caravan set to go out north, south, east, and west. The Reds did announce today a couple of additions to the caravan. Alex Wood, one of the pitchers, the left-handed starting pitcher acquired in that Dodgers deal, he will visit the North Tour Caravan Stop in Columbus at his next Thursday, January 17th at the Polaris Mall. And Red CEO Bob Castellini and Joe Morgan will visit stops in Athens, Nashville, Dayton, and Batesville. And that is clearly a move to keep Tom Brenneman in line, adding CEO Bob Castellini to the Athens stop, particularly Tom's old stomping grounds. So we look forward to that. When we sat here a week ago when I was with Marty Brenneman, I had teased that there was a big name on the tour that I'm going on, the West Tour, and that name indeed is Eugenio Suarez. 
who will be joining Jeff Brantley, myself, uh, catcher Tyler Stevenson, Tanner Roark on Thursday and Friday only, another new addition, along with President of Baseball Operations Dick Williams and mascot Rosie Red. We'll be going to public stops in Muncie, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, Indianapolis, Batesville, Florence, Kentucky, and you can go on to reds.com to get the full list of caravan stops. Uh, there's some big names involved, per usual, including one Marty Brenneman, Tucker Barnhart, Taylor Trammell, Tom Browning on the South Tour. Without further ado, let's bring him in from MLB.com. He's a beat writer. He is Mark Sheldon. He's got his ear close to the club. How we doing, Mark? Fantastic, Jim. Thanks for uh, bringing me on. Well, I know you got your Coke Zero here. You can't live without can't it. Can't live You're without sort of it. Like Brantley, who can't go anywhere with one in his back pocket. Um, so we're glad you're feeling good on the, what many call Joey Votto Day. Did you see this? Because it is 1919, oh, as yeah. in January 9th, 2019. So it's 1919. They've deemed it Joey Votto Day. So happy Joey Votto Day to you. Thank you. Happy Joey Votto Day to you and all of Canada. Yes, indeed. Toronto. Yes. We talked with Sam Grossman about this slow market. Uh, I know it's got to be aggravating for a guy that is seeking news, and yeah. there's no news to be had. Not really. It's been a cold stove uh, since that <laughs> big – I mean, the Reds made the biggest trade of the offseason yeah. on December 21st, and it's been cricket since. Uh, largely, I, I don't know if it's uh, mutually exclusive or not, but there really hasn't been anything going on in baseball on a big right. scale. I mean, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado – Dallas Keuchel, all the big names are still out there, and there hasn't been a lot of trades either. So it's just been very, very quiet around baseball. You had an interesting idea when we were talking in the break before the segment about imposing some deadlines, or, and I had suggested maybe even just some windows. You can only sign guys in this window to try to force the hand of these clubs. Definitely. In, during the season, July 31st, of course, is the, the, yeah. the non-waivers tread deadline, and Amazingly, deals a lot of deals get done right then because they know they're on the clock at four o'clock. There's no more waiver, you know, non-waiver trades, and I think something similar to that in the off-season would really kind of spur things from happening. I think if you set a deadline for right at the end of the winter meetings, that might, at, you know, up the activity wherever they, the meetings are, mm -hmm. and and then maybe have a blackout period for a while, and then maybe have another period of activity, and then if you don't sign by then or trade by then, nothing until April. The Players Association and the players, let's face it, have not been happy about what's gone on last offseason and this offseason. Uh, do you foresee some problems going forward uh, overall when you're talking about a new collective bargaining agreement a few years down the road? Uh, there seems to be some ruffled feathers involved here. It's hard to say, but at the end of the day, I feel like all the big names that are signing big contracts are still getting those big contracts. Mm -hmm. I mean, J.D. Martinez signed really late, but he's still got a monster contract right. with Boston last year. But it, it's hard to say. I think a lot of teams are smartened up, though, about not giving crazy contracts anymore to middle-of-the-road players. I mean, you understand that Alex Rodriguez is going to get a giant contract. Certainly nowadays, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado are going to be very well compensated. But the – and I'm using older names, but like the Mike Hamptons of the world or the Denny Nagels – that got $100 million-plus contracts, that's just not going to happen anymore. Homer Bailey is not going to get a $100 million contract in this day yeah. and age based on what he did before he got injured just because it's just teams have smartened up. They're not giving out those kind of years, and they're not giving out those kind of deals. Do you sense the, that the Reds are not done? I mean, obviously the deal has to be right. You don't want to go out and make a deal just to make a deal or sign a guy just to sign a guy because you said you're not done. 
but do you believe that they're not done? I do believe they're not done. Um, there's just too many good pitchers that are out there, not just Dallas Keuchel, but I, I, I think on the next tier down, I think they could really benefit from, from a Wade Miley or a Gio Gonzalez, or even if, if Derek Holland did re indeed rebound uh, with the Giants, and that's a real thing, and they feel confident about that, he could be an interesting son, uh, addition. And you look at Marcus Stroman or Sonny Gray on the trade front, mm -hmm. those guys would help the team, even though they're coming off rough years. And they still need a center fielder. I'm, I'm not convinced that Yasiel Puig or Scott Shebler or yeah, Nick Senzel that. are the everyday center fielder yet until we get to spring training, and then, then they start sorting it out. And then maybe that's more believable. But right now, I still believe that there's a center fielder out there for the team and maybe another starting pitcher. want to pick your brain about this outfield situation because it's going to be very, very interesting, not only in spring training, but once the season comes. We're talking with Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. You can get on the line at 513-749-1360. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks. We're presented by Budweiser and UDF. Warming up the Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. We're talking with Mark Sheldon of MLB.com, Lime Jim Day. We would like to invite you to sign up now for the 6th Annual St. Elizabeth Healthcare, a night of their own. It's coming up on May 30th at Great American Ballpark. Women 21 and over will get the opportunity to play like the pros on the field and learn all aspects of the game from Reds coaches and broadcasters. Tickets are available now at Reds.com slash baseball. 101. We've got a good crowd on hand here tonight. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We really appreciate it. We've got members of the Reds Community Fund, led by their leader, Mr. Charles Frank, in the house. Uh, we thank you for being here. Of course, the voice of God, Joe Zarehusen, is here. He'll be signing autographs after the show if you guys want to hook up Joe Zarehusen. And uh, he's also available to do your voicemail. So... I, I would do that, yeah. I mean, the voice of God, I, I would want him on How do I get that deal? You just go up and ask him. He's right over oh, there. He's, he's pretty prickly, yeah, though. He's the man in, in charge here. 513-749-1360 if you'd like to ask us a question. I've got a question for Mark Sheldon about this outfield because good problem to have when you have a very talented and crowded group, but it's only three positions to play. None of them are natural center fielders. Can you foresee... One or, or more of these players not being with the club come spring training as far as maybe being involved in a deal. I, I agree with that, yes. I think that's very possible just because, they, like you said, they don't have a center fielder, but, boy, are they teaming with corner outfielders. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can do almost a straight platoon. Yeah. But you, have, you can you only know, have a 10-man batting order. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, Softball. You, have, you can have Kemp. Yeah, you can have, like, one of those short fielders, I guess. Exactly. Or, but you have Kemp and um, – Winker potentially for left field. You got Puig and Shevler for right field. Phil Irvin is a bench player, so maybe the fifth outfielder. Um, one of those guys could play center field. Nick Senzel, obviously we talked about before, mm -hmm. could play center field. I think at some point maybe one of these guys will get moved. I don't think it'll be Winker, but I think maybe one of the other guys, or Puig, one of the other guys could be moved. Though. Yeah. I would think that they would, uh, the excitement that having Yasiel Puig has generated in Reds country, that he will make it. Um, to the season in a Reds uniform. That, that's just my opinion. He's the, uh, he's going to be the guy on the billboards coming down 71 and 75, yeah. and, and you know he's going to make the game a spectacle with right. his abilities and showmanship. And I think he could do a lot of damage at Great American Ballpark. Now Matt Kemp will be an interesting case. Uh, obviously, very talented player. Had a terrific first half last year. Uh, All-star caliber player. Um, 
would his contract be prohibitive to trade him? And if you do, perhaps you are going to have to eat some of that money? I would think so. $21 million is is a lot of cash. But it, mm -hmm. as we found out with Homer Bailey, deals can be done even with big contracts. <laughs> Yeah, very true. It's good to be done. It's not impossible. Nick Senzel, if you were in charge, let's put you on the spot here. I said I'm going to grill you, so we might as well start. If you're in charge, what do you do with Nick Senzel? I, I find a place for him to play, number one. Mm -hmm. And if it's not one of his infield spots, which I don't think it could be right now, assuming that Jeanette and Suarez are the starting second and third baseman, uh, I give him a shot in center field until unless they find sign a guy like AJ Pollock or uh, get Ender Inciarte or some one of those guys. I, I think you give him a shot to play every day in one position, rather than bogging him down with you know several positions. Let him focus on one and see how he does, and until he can't do it, it's one of those things that you look at the the offense of this club, and it it should be if guys play up to their standards, should be an elite offense. Should be defensively. Yeah. You're going to have to put up with some mistakes. Would, would you agree on that? Absolutely. They made the trade-off when they got rid of Billy Hamilton and mm -hmm. non-tendered him that they were willing to sacrifice some defense for offense. This kind of reminds me of 2013 when they moved on from uh, Drew Stubbs and then brought in Shinsu Chu, who was, by all defensive metrics, a lousy center fielder, but I thought he was competent. You know, yeah. he didn't throw a lot of guys out. He didn't have a lot of range. And Jay Bruce and Ryan Ludwig kind of picked him up, I think, on the mm -hmm. corners. But – he was competent. He didn't hurt the team with terrible debacles. And I think if you find a guy that can just play the position enough, uh, it's, you know, it's Great American Ballpark. It won't be cautioning you too much. Now where it could hurt them is in Colorado and Los Angeles and San Francisco, Seattle, when they have more expansive outfielders. That's when you really are going to miss not having a true center fielder. The analytics side of things, I know you're an analytics guy. Uh, do you feel like this new staff, um, it is finally time Reds are going to be all in on analytics. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, the hire of I wrote Caleb Cotham yeah. yeah. is a guy that's brought in specifically for analytics who bought in on the pitching side of it way back in 2013, and he went to this place, Driveline, which is a very data-driven performance mm -hmm. place in Seattle. He worked for the last two years for an agent, also on the doing deep dives and digging on analytical stuff. Uh, Donnie Eckert on the offensive side, the assistant hitting coach, also has a data-driven approach besides the hitting coach stuff. Um, and David Bell seems like he's open to it. Derek Johnson has definitely, uh, with Milwaukee, done a lot of that stuff and been very experimental with how he uses pitchers to get outs rather than worrying about so much about innings. They're worried about number of outs, and I think that's more of a sabermetric type of thing. So I think they're definitely, uh, if not all in, they're very much in. We're looking forward to it, and we look forward to your phone calls if you'd like to get on board. One more segment with Mark Sheldon, 513 749 1360 as we warm you up for the Reds Caravan a week from tomorrow. We'll be back in a moment on the Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show, which is next Wednesday, January 16th, with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets at the Holy Grail Banks, Cincinnati's home for sports, and that is the night before the caravan, and I will be sitting in this chair, and out of hibernation will be the cowboy, Jeff Brantley, will be one of the co-hosts next week. We are hoping to have Tucker Barnhart, Jesse Winker in the house next week, the night before the caravan, so we look forward to that. Right now, we are talking to Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. He's the beat writer. 
And uh, I think a lot of fans would be interested to know what a typical day is like for you because it's a grind for us. But let's face it, we travel a little bit better. You've got to go the commercial route. Uh, it's tough to get from city to city, and it's long days. I mean, no one's complaining. We're covering baseball for a living. What's a typical day for you during the season? Well, on the road, it's it's a little tougher. I, I'll get up sometimes at 5 in the morning to catch a 7 a.m. flight because you have to connect, especially to the West Coast. There's a yeah. connection involved. I'll get to a given city by 9 or 10, dump my stuff in the hotel, try to get a lunch in between you know 11 and 1 or so, and then – by two, I'm headed to the ballpark, and then we do the. I might get there by 2:30 or so, and then do the pregame stuff. We get the manager around 3:30, and then do the game and write a story before the game, write a story either sometimes during the game and after the game, and then I leave about one or two hours after a game, and I get back about midnight. And then at home, it's pretty similar. I just I show up at the park around 2:45 or three, and work till about midnight. Now you're writing online. There's not as many deadlines as there were in the past for the, the print writers, but writing a game story that particularly changes maybe once or twice oh. in the ninth inning and sometimes completely changes the story of the game, you have to edit and change that story. How many times do you change it during the game? Oh, several. Sometimes there's stories. I have complete stories that have never seen the light of day or one of my yeah. best stories ever, you know, never was read because of changes in the last minute. There was that game in Milwaukee earlier this year, like in August. It was a debacle of a game where they – Big scoring, a lot of scoring. It went to extra innings. There was a, a fourth inning where anything that could have went wrong went wrong for the Brewers, and that was like going to hinge, you know, all this the game stuff. And things just kept falling apart. You know, they just the, everything changed every inning. It seemed like they go back and forth, mm -hmm. and that just happens sometimes. Well, you're an easygoing guy. You're a pleasure to be around, unless we go to the media dining room and they're serving brunch. Yeah, not a happy Mark Sheldon. We all know that. You eat breakfast at breakfast time and lunch at lunchtime. We don't need eggs at 12.30, 1 o'clock, <laughs> or bacon. Bacon's bad. Is anyone bad. listening? With the, uh, are uh, you listening, Rob Butcher? Hot take. Bacon's bad. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> real uh, real see, talk. Real talk. It is real talk here on the, the Red Hot Stove League. <laughs> Nothing but real talk. I want Coke oh. Zero and lunch stuff for lunch. Yes. It's a <laughs> very easygoing guy. Otherwise, have you ever drawn the ire of a manager? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ron Gardenhire in Minnesota got on me a couple times, but was always nice to me. We always – we have whatever he wanted to hash out, mm -hmm. he'd get his point across, and then we'd talk about it, and he was cool, and he's one of my favorite people. And, you know, Dusty's taken me aside a couple times. Uh, I've talked to Brian. You know, I've never been yelled at, like, in front of everybody, but I've, I've definitely had some moments where never I Never had the nervous. eternal meltdown happen to you? Not We've to me, no. Times. I've seen it, but I've uh, never been the, the, the focus of one. Well, let's but. try to keep it that way. It'll be interesting to see how David Bell handles. He's a very soft-spoken guy. It'll be interesting to see how he handles things going forward. We are out of time, though. We want to thank you for being here. Let's give it up for Mark Sheldon. Thank you. LB.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, everyone. Join us here next Wednesday. Uh, Jeff Brantley will be along. We hope to have Tucker Barnhart and Jesse Winker, and we hope to see you on the Reds Caravan, whether it be north, south, east, or west. Until next week, this is Jim Day. You've been listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF. So long, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 